What's up, y'all? We're nearing the end of this marketing series to replace the Facebook Lives I've been doing. We'll bring the Facebook Lives back uh, this next year uh, after we're retooling a couple things. We're really excited about it. But if you guys want the entire series, this entire marketing series, I've been calling it the 15-minute marketing series, but um, as you can see, uh, my clock must be broken because some are shorter, some are longer, but they're around that, somewhere around there. But if you want the entire series, make sure you go to our, our podcast, subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, or go subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have, we're pushing almost, almost 10,000 subscribers over there. So go over there and subscribe, help us push us closer to nine over 10, It'd be a massive, massive celebration. Actually, this is kind of cool. So in 2010, I wrote my first life list and you guys have probably heard me talk about life lists before. And it's essentially a bucket list, but with a positive twist to it. And uh, on my life list, one of my items I wrote way back in 2010 was someday have 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. And back, back then it felt like it was this massive, massive thing, which it is, and we're right there. So head over to YouTube, hit the subscribe button. You get access to every single video that we put out there. And when we do some special trainings, you'll get alerted on YouTube when we're going live on some cool stuff. So go over there and subscribe. So this particular episode in the marketing series is gonna be talking about uh, your marketing stack. And so the last episode we talked about your irresistible offer, how you create an offer that stands out that people cannot you know, uh, cannot not choose. And once again, just to clarify, we're not talking about the, the, the dollar offer on a house, okay? So um, the word offer, of course, has multiple meanings when you're in the real estate space. This is the offer to make clients want to work with you. So go listen to that episode if you have not yet, because if you don't have an irresistible offer, if you, if you, you can drive all the traffic you wanna drive, you can have the most amazing marketing stack uh, in the world, but if you don't have an irresistible offer that stands out from other people in your market, then you are gonna lose, okay? You're gonna win some deals just because of whatever, you might be offering a higher dollar amount or you might, you might have some sort of affinity to that client, a friend, a family member, a referral, um, or the person just, you know, they just want to go with the person that's in front of them rather than shopping around. But if you, if you do have, a, have an irresistible offer, you're going to start winning business that you would not have won before. So go check that one out. Now we're going to be talking about how do you get people to that offer? How do you do your marketing? What's your marketing stack look like? Um, if, if you're able to see me drawing on a whiteboard and I've done a lot of these types of trainings, I actually have a training uh, called uh, the Authority Builder Training. You can go check it out at Carrot dot com forward slash authority carrot.com forward slash authority it focuses primarily on on real estate agents but it's just as applicable for investors so go check it out um carrot.com forward slash authority but in that in that presentation i show something i call the three-legged stool and the three-legged stool kind of represents most real estate investors and agents businesses and when i talk with a lot of agents and investors um, one of the big gaps that they've got and the struggles that they have is they have inconsistency in their leads. They have inconsistency in, in their lead flow. When you have inconsistency in your lead flow, you have that what I call boom and bust business cycle. And I can relate to that massively because that's what I had before I changed the way I was doing my marketing. And a lot of people think, they think that their, that their inconsistency in their leads um, and the and the busyness that they have, and the the always hurried pace, and just the stress that they have, they think it's because they don't have enough leads. But I would argue that it's because you don't have enough consistency and predictability in your leads, lead flow, and deal flow. Because when you have consistency and predictability, you can actually plan from that. If you know within some sort of variance, ten to fifteen percent 
uh, each month what you know how many leads you're going to be getting and if you know within a certain percentage of each each month about how many customers you're going to be able to work with then you can plan on that you can take vacations you can hire based on that you can start to get more freedom, start to get more flexibility, start to grow those finances more predictably and start to make an impact finally. It's when you don't have consistency, even if at the end of the year you have an amazing year and, and you look at the money that you made that year, the income, you're like, man, this is a great year, it was a banner year, but I was stressed the entire year. I was stressed the entire year. It felt like I could never let off the gas because I was always paranoid that the business would fall out from underneath me. And that's a consistency and predictability issue that's not a lead issue usually okay now let's work it backwards how do you get consistency and predictability in your business well uh, going all the way back to one of the first episodes we talk about the three ways to grow your business right get more customers in the door uh, have your customers buy from you more often i.e um, do they have other houses they can sell or do they have other properties that they can work with you on um, or make sure that they work with you every single time that they are ready right Okay, then the next one is uh, to get them to increase their average order price. So same thing with, with a real estate investor. It's making sure that you are winning deals at higher average profits and real estate agents. It's stepping, stepping your way up the, the ladder in home value so you can, you can average higher commissions. You're working with people and types of properties that average higher commissions. Those are the three ways, right? So if you look at those things, you can focus on those items for sure going all the way back to that first episode. And that's gonna help you gain even more consistent predictability to your revenue if you start to add in those three things. What I'm gonna be talking about in this episode is the first one, is how do you get more people in the door? Okay, how do you get more people in the door? On the other ones, uh, we focus a little bit on, the, on you know escalating your prices up and going up the commission ladder, up the profit ladder, okay? But getting more people in the door is essentially, um, it's, it's decently easy, but it takes work and it takes commitment and it takes patience, okay? So the first thing I like to do when I'm, when I'm launching a marketing campaign and I've got a great offer uh, is I like to go, who are the lowest hanging fruit? Who are the people that would be my ideal? Like these people, I could help better than anyone else if, if they see my offer, they're the ones who are gonna like it the most. They're the ones who are gonna likely have the biggest pain that I can solve for them, okay? If I can get a message in front of those people, then we're all gonna win. They're gonna win because they're gonna have a, a great service that solves their problem. I'm gonna win because I'm working with people and we can close the deal faster. So try to pick out which people are people that need um, a solution quicker versus one that's going to be six, eight, 10, 12 months out. Okay. So I'd write down that list. I'd write down that avatar. Like we talked about way back in one of the earlier episodes and who is that person that's going to help have a quicker transaction because they're more motivated. Uh, you'd love to work with them. They're going to see your offer clearly as a massive benefit for them. And it's something that, that you, you, uh, you'd be proud to, to be able to work with that person because you know you can help them really well. Okay, write that down. The next thing I would write down is where do they congregate? Where do those people hang out? Where do they congregate? Are there certain groups? Uh, do, they do, um, you know, do they go to certain um, events? Are they on certain lists? Can you buy certain lists? Um, you know, things like that. So start to write down where would I find these people? And so one of the things you can do, of course, is you could buy lists of those people. So as an example, as a real estate investor, it might be probates. It might be, uh, it might be man, if I could pick the ideal person, someone who has multiple problems that, that really creates the pain point more and I can solve it. They, um, you know, they have code violations, they're behind on payments, 
and maybe you know they have a tax lien, or like what, what, whatever it is. Someone that has multiple issues that you can solve that, that increase the motivation uh, are people that you should definitely reach out to first. And so what a lot of people do is they'll start with something that's lower cost if they don't have a big budget. And that's what I would suggest too. And a lot of the, the lower cost, low budget stuff at the start is gonna take work, right? So the more you pay with your marketing, the more leverage you get with your time. So if you have low budget, then you need to know that you need to be putting in more work. If you have a budget, it's going to be less work for you because you can leverage systems, people, uh, marketing methods that cost money to deliver, deliver things more efficiently. So you need to really, really look at how much money do I really have ready to deploy in my marketing to make my marketing work. Uh, the next episode, or maybe at the back half of this episode, I'll talk about the math behind your marketing because so many people uh, start to bring in emotion when they're picking that marketing budget. Actually, let's talk about it in this episode. Okay, so because it's really relevant here. Because what, what'll happen with a lot of people is when I'm talking about, hey, okay, okay, you, you've you've nailed where those people hang out, who are the most motivated people that I can help now, you know, that, that need my solution now in the short term. And then then you pull back and go, well, cool, do I have a marketing budget uh, to be able to to do systems or 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 purchase delivery systems, i.e. direct mail, hire people to do cold calling or you know, do peep, do Google pay-per-click, do Facebook ads, whatever. Do I have money to hire those out or do I need to do the low budget option? So this is where, where we're gonna go on budget now. Okay, most people, like I said, do uh, make emotional decisions around marketing rather than using math. And here's what I'd like you to do. I'd, I'd like you to write down your average profit per deal if you're an investor or average commission commission per transaction if you're an agent. Write down, pause this, this podcast right now, write that down on a piece of paper, okay? Uh, average profit per deal if you're an investor or average commission if you're an agent. That's critical because if you don't start at the end game where you're going, where you wanna go, then it's gonna be really hard to work backwards and have math help you. Emotion is always gonna creep in. So write that down. Now write down how many clients or prospects, of uh, like good prospects, okay, do you have to talk to in order to close one of those deals? Okay, so as an agent, it might be a little bit trickier because you're always out there talking to people, but I would really look at I would really look at things and qualify a really good lead. Like, what does a good lead look like for me? Okay, a random Facebook lead that puts in a home value thing is that considered a good lead? I, I would consider that a a very early step one lead to see if I can just capture a wide swath of people. But that's probably not the the lead that I would count. I'd probably count the lead that I actually am able to connect with. Okay, that I'm actually able to get on a phone with or sit in person with. Okay, those people, how many of them do you have to talk to in order to close a transaction, i.e. have a person wanna work with you as the buyer agent or have a person wanna work with you to sell their house? How many of those people in, in a marketing qualified lead do you have to talk to in order to go, okay, this person is gonna work with me, I'm gonna close a transaction with them. On the investor side, it's very similar. How many good leads do you have to get in order to close a transaction, I'm gonna step it up for you as well. Just like with agents, agents are so used to really low quality, high volume leads on Facebook, and they're like, man, I'm getting leads for a buck 50 each, but it's gonna take 150 of those leads to turn into a transaction versus a really targeted lead uh, for real estate investors. It might be one in 10, one in 15 of those into a transaction because they're really targeted. You're catching that prospect further down the decision cycle. They're ready to get their problem solved versus just 
versus just exploring for what my house is worth and they might not be ready to sell, right? When you're on, when you're on the investment side, you have a much better lead to close ratio because you're working with people that are more motivated, okay? So on the investor side, it usually is between one in 10 to one in 20 with your online leads. Uh, we have a lot of clients that are one in, one in eight, one in five, because they're really good with their, their qualification uh, of their leads and they're amazing with their, with their negotiation. Okay, well, what is your number? How many leads does it take you to close into a transaction? Like real good qualified leads. Write that number down on a piece of paper, okay? The next thing I want you to write down, and I've got a video on this. We'll put this video in the show notes. I've got a video that walks you through this whole thing, okay? But the next thing you wanna write down is how much money would I be willing to trade in marketing in order to get one of those, one of those transactions closed? So if your average profit per deal as an investor is 20,000 bucks, and you say that it takes me about 20 leads to get one of those, one of those deals, 20 good leads, okay? Um, how many or how much money would you be willing to trade in marketing in order to get that $20,000 deal, okay? So my rule of thumb is about 25% or less. And I'm gonna give you a caveat to this, then we'll talk about the marketing stack, okay? So if you're bringing in 20K per, uh, per deal, uh, 20K profit per deal, and you'd be willing to trade, let's say $5,000 in marketing to get that deal, which I think is pretty darn fair. That's pretty darn good, okay? Then what you do to figure out how much money you should be allocating for your marketing, uh, if you wanna be doing, be doing paid marketing, is I would say, cool, how many deals do I wanna close per month with this marketing method or with my marketing in general? Okay, if you're like, you know, I'd love one per month, or if, you, if you're like, man, I'd love five, you take that number that you said you'd be willing to trade in order to get that average profit or average commission per deal, and you times that by the number of deals or transactions you wanna do per month. So let's say you wanna do two transactions per month <clears throat> with that marketing method. Okay, and you said you said that my average profit deal is, is 20K, and I would be willing to trade $5,000 in marketing to get that. You would take $5,000, okay, times two, because you wanna get two of those deals done per month, and that is about what you should be willing to invest in your market and marketing, uh, paid marketing, in order to close those two deals per month. It's about 10,000 bucks. So your $10,000 is gonna be bringing $40,000 in, in revenue. So subtract 40 minus the 10, that's 30K in profit right there, okay? But in, I know a lot of you are thinking, oh my gosh, 10 grand, that's so much, I don't have 10 grand. Oh man, my, my marketing before hasn't been working and I can't put 10 grand out there. And that's emotion creeping in. Math just told you, math just told you, if my average pr profit per deal is actually 20K, and I said I would be willing to trade $5,000 in marketing to get that, um, then, and I wanna do two deals a month, that tells me that I should be willing to invest up to $10,000 per month to get $40,000 in revenue. The math just said that. So anything other than that that's creeping in is insecurities and it's emotion, which those are the things that kill your marketing. Those are the things that make it so you cannot scale out your marketing. Those are the things where the bigger investors or agents are gonna just be cleaning your clock because they're likely better using math than you. And you're gonna be giving up too early. You're gonna be, you're gonna be going, man, I wanna get two transactions per month with this. And here's the average profit deal, but geez, I've already put in $3,000 in marketing and I haven't even got a deal yet. This thing must not be working. I'm gonna stop, right? And that's not the mindset because while you're stopping at 3K and the math told you to even get one deal, you'd be willing to trade five, okay? Then you're stopping before the math has even had a chance to prove right. 
If you're an agent and your average transaction, let's say your average your average sale is a three hundred thousand dollar home, and you get you know you get three percent commission, so that's a nine thousand dollar commission. Same thing, I would say, how much money would you be willing to trade to get that nine thousand dollar commission in marketing? And you might say, well, five hundred bucks. And I'd say, well, is that realistic? What if your competition? What if your competition is willing to trade fifteen hundred dollars to get that nine thousand dollar commission? which means they can market more than you, they can market more aggressive than you, your marketing is gonna have to get turned off earlier because you have a lower budget which is based off of emotion, not on math. Of course, we would all love to pay as little as possible for that $9,000 commission or that $20,000 profit. We'd all love that. But when, when you're in a competitive market, you have to use math in order to prove it out, okay? So I'd write that down. That is your target for how much money you should be willing to invest if you're looking to do paid marketing uh, in your marketing, okay? And if it's anything less than that, you should just, you should tamper your your expectations. If you're like, man, I don't have 10K a month, then you would look at, you go, okay, cool. What marketing can I do that's, that's gonna take more of my work but it's gonna be delivering uh, a lower cost lead or maybe even free. And I'm gonna give you some of those things to do, then I'm gonna talk about the tech, the marketing stack after this, okay? The next thing you should be doing is, is once again, if you do wanna do paid marketing, but those numbers aren't driving with the money that you've actually got ready to, to invest, then you might go, well, let's start slower. Let's get our first deal done. And maybe it does, maybe I am saying that it will, you know, that I'd be willing to invest up to 5K to get that $20,000 deal. And with my direct mail marketing that I'm doing, it's bringing in deals at 3,500 bucks. So I'm gonna target for 3,500 bucks, but I'm willing to spend up to 5K because I know the math works, right? So you might go, you know what? I'm gonna carve out, I, I only have $2,000 a month right now that I can carve out. Then you look at that and say, cool, if I know that I should be willing to invest up to up to five grand and for with direct mail right now, it's 3,500 bucks a, a deal. I'm gonna carve out $2,000 a month with a proven marketing method with a high converting website like Carrot. If you're driving people to a low converting website, y'all, you're gonna be burning money uh, massively, okay? Um, it's worth the money to invest in a high converting, high performing uh, tech stack like Carrot, okay? So uh, if you're wanting to do, um, you know, once again, if you only have 2K a month, then you look at that and go, cool, well, maybe I'm gonna aim to get a deal done every two or three months because I can put this $2,000 in month this month, $2,000 in next month. You might be lucky and get your first deal that first month. We have a ton of cu customers who are like, man, my seventh lead turned into a $15,000 profit deal. And th is that normal? I don't know, sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. But you just have to be ready to temper your expectations and make sure that you know and you're very, very clear that you should be following math on motion, okay? Hey friends, it's Brady with Carrot. I am so sorry to cut this off right in the middle of an episode, but don't worry. So next week, Trevor's gonna be wrapping up part two of this. So this week we went over how to scale your marketing with math and not emotion. And next week is gonna be really creating that master plan on how to create your marketing stack. So catch part two next week, and then we are gonna wrap it up with an awesome in-studio episode and put a bow on this Trevor Truck Talk marketing series. So thank you, and we will see you next week.